are in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Good afternoon. Right now it's 106 and you're listening to the John DePietro show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, right off of Route 146. A delicious uh, meal, whether it's out on the deck or inside, they're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Well, as you just heard, the big news is in fact that Nancy Pelosi has landed in Taiwan. And um, and I, I like the fact that she went. I like the fact that she's not backing down. Now we get to see exactly how China is going to respond, if at all, if at all that they're, they're going to respond. Um, but I like the fact that she is doing that. We're going to, you know, it's an ongoing fluid situation, obviously. So we'll have to um, wait and see. Um, but this Tom Brady story is also breaking. Tom Brady doesn't come across well in this Dolphin investigation. The NFL found Brady had contact with the Dolphins while under contract to the Patriots and while under contract to the Bucks. He won't face league discipline, but this doesn't ref- reflect well on him, writes Michael David Smith. So, um, so I think that that is really interesting about Tom Brady and the Dolphins. But I want to... Um, get to the the Pelosi thing obviously is is very big and that is without question the the story of the day the fact that she has done this arriving in Taiwan um the the Brady story though is gonna is gonna dominate but it's a little bit more of a um I think it's a little bit more of a of a sports story but the Pelosi in Taiwan and the reaction with the Biden White House is, um, folks, it's it's a big it's a big story. Now I want to back up um, just a moment because her going there, it was not known. I think that I actually think the way they handled it is it's actually I thought it was actually pretty well the way they handled it. Like, hey, this isn't us. Um, I want to, um, here's the latest on, um, from ABC on the Pelosi visit to Taiwan. I want to hear this. Speaker Nancy Pelosi has arrived in Taiwan. China had said the visit would cross a red line and Biden administration officials had warned the House Speaker against it. This is the highest level visit to Taiwan by a U.S. official in 25 years. ABC News contributor John Cohen joins us now for more on this. John, how significant is this visit? Well, it's, it's very significant, and it's occurring at a very tenuous time. Uh, increasingly, China has sought to uh, undermine and undercut U.S. competitiveness abroad. Uh, they have sought to undermine confidence in, in the U.S. government and in democratic institutions more broadly. Uh, they've engaged in a number of activities of late where they're seeking to project military power throughout their region. Uh, and this visit's occurring at the time when China is seeking to gain strategic economic 
and military superiority over the U.S. So it's a it's a, a difficult time for this this visit to be taking place. So, John, why do it? Um, that's a good question, and there's a lot of people, I suspect, in government right now who are asking that question as well. Um, what I would say is, while it may not be clear why this visit is occurring, the speaker would know, and I'm sure she's had conversations, or I suspect she's had conversations with senior White House officials as to why um, this is the time to uh, to communicate a, a close connection with Taiwan. I think from a security perspective, what we will be looking for are uh, an increase in provocative acts by China during the course of the visit. Uh, I, I think it's unlikely that you'll see any type of direct threat uh, being activity uh, directed at the speaker, but security officials will also be looking uh, for increased disinformation activities. Ch uh, China will try to leverage this visit uh, as a way to undercut uh, the United States, and, and security officials will also be concerned about potential for cyber activities. You know, that is something, but I, I'm going to repeat what I said. I like the fact that she went, and she's there right now. Statement after landing in Taiwan, our visit is one of several congressional delegations to Taiwan and no way contradicts long-standing United States policy. So, but I I do, um, I think it's a big deal that she's, she's gone. I'm glad she went. Um, NFL suspends, boy, this Brady story is not, is not good and it's really going to take off. Now, how about Nathan Carmen also? He's going to be held no bail for Nathan Carmen, the guy um, charged with essentially um, killing both his mother and the grandfather and his grandfather. So I want to look at heroin-related substance. There is so much of opioids um, that are floating around right now. All right, I want to play, I think Channel 12 did a piece on 24-year-old Maya Brophy Behrman gunned down during a night out. Uh, more like shot and killed. Here it is. Let's hear this. For one year to the day, she was shot and killed in a random and senseless act of violence. Yeah. The murder of a young woman in Providence remains unsolved. 24-year-old Maya Brophy Bierman was talking with friends on Olney Street in the early hours of August 1st, 2021, when someone in a passing car opened fire, killing her. Today, 12 News reporter Matt Paddock sat down with Providence police to get an update on where the case stands. Matt? This memorial on Olney Street's been here for almost a year. Today I spoke with Major David LaPayton who tells me that this is still an open case and that detectives are working to bring the family closure. This memorial, a somber reminder of the loss of 24-year-old Maya Brophy Behrman, whose life was tragically cut short after a random act of violence. A year later, the case still open. We haven't forgotten um, this incident and um, we are working hard to try and to try and make an arrest in this case. Providence Police Major David LaPayton says his team is continuing to look for answers. The ones who are assigned the case um, really see this every day, work on it, look at it, 
um, and is certainly not forgotten. And says they can hopefully bring some closure to a family still grieving. Let's just hope that we do make an arrest in this case and uh, whoever did this pays for it. I sat down with the Brophy Behrmans last October. It's devastating. As they found the strength to share their story, as well as the last words they'd hear from their daughter, Maya. Maya Brophy Behrman had just graduated with a master's degree in speech language pathology from Northeastern when she was murdered. The older I realized she was very determined. She was determined her whole life and she worked super hard. The Brophy Behrmans have since started a scholarship fund in their daughter Maya's name. In Providence, Matt Paddock, 12 News. One year ago today, bullets meant for someone else took the life of a young Warwick woman while she was talking to a friend. Tonight, 12 News reporter Matt Paddock updates us on the search for Maya Brophy Beermans. You know, they didn't mention this, not that I heard, a $100,000 reward for whoever did that. I think that would be helpful to know. I know that that would be helpful to know, as a matter of fact. I don't know why you wouldn't include that they did have it on the um on their website but why not just put it out there um you know governor mckee just giving away more money new child tax rebate i he is just not getting high marks right now it's 115 and i'm going to stick with what I said that I I think he is not just hasn't connected I just don't think that he has um, connected with voters enough that um, that it's gonna we'll see what he does with the the mail ballots um, let me just Okay. All right. I want to get back to, boy, the Brady story is um, <laughs> Tom Brady with the Dolphins. It's, we had heard, and I had heard the, the rumor that he was trying to go there to be the quarterback and that Sean Payton was, was going to be the coach, the former coach of the Saints. And now uh, this is uh, Ian Rappaport. Listen, I want to play this. Listen to this. Yeah, so much here, Tom. So let's get to it. Let's let's go through this a little bit. We'll start with the tanking allegations that former head coach Brian Flores made. And you know, as the report states, uh, the players played hard. They did not try to lose, and they actually commended Brian Flores for keeping this team together and keeping them from essentially ignoring the words of owner Stephen Ross. So basically, what this report states is that the words were spoken and. Nobody listened to them. They kept playing, but also noting that words are important. They matter. The context matters, and it could uh, lead the team to go basically the wrong way toward tanking if another owner or if Stephen Ross uh, ends up doing this again. So it's not exactly an exoneration, I would say. It is simply saying that owner Stephen Ross said it, but maybe not in the context uh, that would necessitate a penalty for this and that the team played hard regardless. That is significant and interesting with regards just to the tanking. As far as the tampering, this is the most egregious tampering that I'll just speak for myself here that I can remember in, in 10 years. Uh, it is blatant. It is you know, first-hand knowledge of the owner going after the greatest quarterback we've ever seen and Sean Payton, while both are employed, both share the same agent, 
all parties participating. It is honestly unbelievable um, that all this is true and happened. We have never seen it before. So the penalties to lose a, a first round pick and a future third round pick. I mean, that's that's what the end million and a half dollars and for Beal a fine as well. You know, those are, I guess, significant in uh, when it comes to football. But these, the way that the Dolphins simply pretended the rules did not exist um, is mind boggling. Um, and this certainly is a significant, significant uh, day for the NFL. Wow. Think of that. And that's Ian Rappaport. This is uh, the Rick Eisen show. Tampering Tom Brady and um, unless it's there. Let me just, I want to hear this. Let's, oh, okay. Sent out a release about discipline and it has nothing to do with Deshaun Watson. Nope, I will read to you from the email I recently received on my NFL email account. NFL announces findings and discipline following independent investigation of integrity of the game policy violations by the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, let's not forget the whole to-do that kind of kicked off this crazy-ass year in the NFL as soon as Everything kind of died down in the regular season and we're matriculating our way through the playoffs and just after. Brian Flores fired by the Dolphins out of the blue. And then he files suit alleging that the Dolphins had uh, some interesting contact with a star player on a boat and things like that and a three-hour tour (laughs) and, uh, you know, Miami's version of the Gilligan's Island. And um, the uh, the tiny ship was lost, and that ship was the the Miami Dolphins. In apparently as well, 2019, when Flores says that owner Stephen Ross offered him a hundred thousand dollars to for every game that he would lose, so they could tank for what wound up to be, I guess, Tua instead of Burrow. And according to the NFL. Okay. Mary Jill White, former U.S. attorney and SEC chair and a team of lawyers looked into this. They looked into whether the Dolphins violated league rules prohibiting tampering with a player and a coach under contract to other clubs and whether during the 2019 season the Dolphins intentionally lost games to improve the club's draft position in the 2020 draft. The tampering does indeed involve the two people that everybody's been talking about. A charge led by our friend that kicks off this here, uh, NBC, NBC Sports on Peacock, Ron DeLay every day, and, and Mike Florio. Oh, you bet, the league says the Dolphins had impermissible communications with one Tom Brady. And it started when he was a Patriot. Whoa. Yo. Wow. As early as August 2019 and throughout Whoa. the 2019 season and postseason, Whoa. numerous and detailed discussions were conducted by... Mr. Beal, not not Howard, the famed uh, former, may he rest in peace, UBS news anchor. A network. No, they're referring to a uh, member of the uh, Dolphins minority ownership. Wow. Bruce Beal, Dolphins oh. vice chairman and limited partner. They talked to Tom Brady when he's a patriot, Chris. Oh. Is it nothing to do at the moment with the Buccaneers 
Although they talked to him then, too. Until we look at, <laughs> until we look at the paragraph below. Wow. And the Dolphins, again, had impermissible communications with both Brady and his agent during the 2021 season. He was under contract to the Bucks. The discussions began no later than early December 2021. Focused on Brady becoming a limited partner in the Dolphins and possibly serving as a football executive. Although at times they included the possibility of him playing for the Dolphins. And in July of 2020, January 2022, they had impermissible communications with our friend Don Yee, the agent of the Saints head coach, Sean Payton. Wow. So the Payton-Brady gambit, according to the NFL, did indeed actually 1,000% yeah, happen. that was going to happen. And the Dolphins are now being smacked down by it. Wow. Tampering violations of unprecedented scope and severity, Commissioner Goodell said. I know of no prior instance of a team violating the prohibition on tampering with both the head coach and a star player to the potential detriment of multiple other clubs over a period of several years. Similarly, I know of no prior instance in which ownership was so directly involved in the violations. Wow. So directly involved. Wow. Now, they did say that the Dolphins did not intentionally lose the games during the 2019 season. Oh. Nor did anybody, including Mr. Ross, instruct Coach Flores to do so. No witness contended otherwise. The Dolphins competed hard to win every game, including the end of the season when they beat Cincinnati and New England, despite worsening Miami's position in the 2020 draft. Thus, no shot at Joe Burrow. Right? Correct. Kicking off to and on to this very day. During the 2019 season, on a number of occasions, Mr. Ross expressed his belief that the Dolphins' position in the upcoming draft should take priority over the team's win-loss record. Oh. It sounds like asking the tank to me. Yeah. The comments were made most frequently to team president and CEO Tom Garfinkel. Wait a minute. That's no relation to Ray or Art Finkel. Oh. No the relation to that. Dolphin kicker. Dolphin, great. Right? The field in uh, East Ventura, Ray Finkel. But they were also made to Chris Greer, the GM, Senior Vice President Brandon Schoen. Once again, this Flores. is Rich Eisen the going over the Brady thing. He took thing. to be suggestions that he lose games. Trouble Coach Flores led him to express his concerns in writing. Of writing. Man, he's not messing around, clearly. To senior club execs, each of whom assured Flores that everyone, including Mr. Ross, supported him in building a winning culture in Miami. After this, Mr. Ross no longer made any such comments to Coach Flores. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to laugh. Yeah, I bet not. <laughs> you put it in writing. That's a paper trail. One such comment is claimed a claimed offer by Mr. Ross to pay Coach Flores $100,000 to lose games. Ah, now. Oh. There are differing recollections about the wording, timing, and context. However, phrase such a comment was not intended or taken to be a serious offer, nor is the subject pursued in any respect by Mr. Ross or anyone else at the club. And he's just joshing around. You know, and I, I think we should, uh, we should, you know, we should pay more attention to our draft position than actually winning this game. He says to other people in the building, come on. We're not teaching that at the Ross School of Business, are we? I mean, he's an old man. He just says Although things. that is a transaction. You know maybe, that, maybe that is a, a course that they could teach at my alma mater where his name's all over the place. Hey, that is a business deal. Better to lose than to win. Even when you lose, you win. Isn't that the line from uh, of, of our ball? Oh, is it? No, no. Or, or even if, if you not lose, lose, you win. No, even if you lose, you win. That's, oh, that's that, why I can't jump, too. No, that's actually, that's Raging Bull. That's Joe Pesci, yeah. too. Right. Uh, 
I never do that. It's everybody. You got to watch Raging Bull. Yeah. So what, what does this all mean? The Dolphins are going to cough up next year's first-round draft choice. See ya. Mm, bye-bye. And then a third-round selection in the 2024 NFL draft. Stephen Ross has got to be out of the building starting now to October 17th, 2022. Oh. And he gets a $1.5 million uh, fine. Can't go to any meetings. Kicked off all league committees. Oof. Uh, Until October? Or indefinitely for I the meetings. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. This seem a little light to you guys? Or is it just... Dude, I mean, well, I mean... Uh, you, you're the owner than, than forcing someone to sell. I guess he can't do that. And a million and a half dollars is... What's that? Yeah, I mean, it's a mere bag of shells when you're talking about meeting Tom Brady on your yacht. I get it's, it. It's the max allowed. But it's the max allowed. I mean, this is what this is what he could do. I mean, what's he going to do? He's took away a, a first-round draft choice. is significant, dude. Yeah, even when you lose, I win. That's significant. I mean, but I know everyone's going to take this and say Deshaun Watson got six games and he got more for tampering. And it's, again, it's a different silo of... of um, Different rules, different, I guess. Different but. rules and a different silo and different precedences. And this is something that Roger Goodell could do. And he's going to have to chime in on, on Deshaun Watson in short order oh. anyway. But, man. Wow, he the, reached- the Brady thing. Again, folks, that is um, the Rich Eisen show. Walking through it. But Miami Dolphins owner Stephen Ross fined $1.5 million and suspended. And as much as Tom Brady didn't get suspended... It, it He certainly doesn't look good here at all. That'll be, um, well, obviously, as I've said, I want to go back to them. Adam Schefter, he, well, they're all over it, obviously. Um, $1.5 million fine, but the Brady thing is, is uh, that's problematic. And and here's the part. It's it's also was going on when Brady was with the Patriots, by the way. Let me play one more time. This is Ian Rappaport from Inside Training Camp talks about it. Former head coach Brian Flores made, and you know, as the report states, uh, the players played hard. They did not try to lose, and they actually commended Brian Flores for keeping this team together and keeping them from essentially ignoring the words of owner Stephen Ross. So basically what this report states is that the words were spoken and nobody listened to them. They kept playing, but also noting that words are important. They matter. The context matters. And it could uh, lead the team to go basically the wrong way toward tanking if another owner or if Stephen Ross uh, ends up doing this again. So it's not exactly an exoneration, I would say. It is simply saying that owner Stephen Ross said it, but maybe not in the context uh, that would necessitate a penalty for this and that the team played hard regardless. That is significant and interesting with regards just to the tanking. As far as the tampering, this is the most egregious tampering that, I'll just speak for myself, that I can remember in, in 10 years. It is blatant. It is you know, first-hand knowledge of the owner going after the greatest quarterback we've ever seen and Sean Payton, while both are employed, both share the same agent, all parties participating. It is honestly unbelievable um, that all this is true and happened. We have never seen it before. So the penalties to lose a, a first-round pick and a future third-round pick, I mean, that's that's what the end of million and a half dollars and for Beal a, a fine as well. You know, those are, I guess, significant in uh, when it comes to football, but these, the way that the Dolphins simply pretended the rules did not exist um, is mind-boggling. 
um, and it certainly is a significant, significant uh, day for the NFL. Wow. Again, folks, good afternoon. It's 129. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Uh, this is new. Biden test positive again for COVID. Experiencing return of a loose cough. So that is something to watch. Huh. Now his cough is back. Hmm. Um, I want to play Joe Manchin. Um, Senator Manchin was on Fox with Harris Faulkner. And um, I want to play, he had a back and forth. As I've said, ultimately, he's got to do what's, as Donna Perry said, what's right for him. And he was elected and he likes the Senate. Let me hear that. This is uh, Senator Manchin here. Elections are going to need some help. You've got so a president who's, I am not going to make a statement on that. approval rating is like as low as Congress's. Well, I mean, no offense, but you know that are when you, you get into the 30s, no one's that popular. Harris, and that's are the you president. scared we're going to do something good to help our country I'm, and someone might not. take credit served. for it? Are you kidding? Service well, is in the Bible. Like that's what we do. We serve our fellow man and woman. Of that's course. exactly what I'm don't, doing. Don't, don't, exactly, don't make Harris. this personal because it's not. I'm simply asking that you've got a president who can't really help anybody on the campaign trail with the numbers he's rocking right now. Well, and so to have you say this. something like that, it doesn't sound supportive of your own party. And I'm asking you why. Let me just say this. I'm working with what I have here in the majority party that we have as a Democratic Party. I'm working with a president who's accepted. The business about taxes, though, that needs to be hashed out. That's the last thing we need. Okay, China scrambled fighter jets and announced three days of military exercises, live fire drills as Nancy Pelosi arrived in Taiwan. What I want to, um, folks, good afternoon at 131. This, this, um, this dolphin story, there had been rumors about this. There had been rumors about this, and now it, it does play out. Then you also have Deshaun Watson had been suspended first six games without pay following a Lee investigation. Claims he's denied. But the, the big story of the day is the Dolphins and Brady. Is the Dolphins and Brady. Simply, for those that have followed this, you've been hearing about this for a while. You, we've been hearing rumors that the two of them... Sean Payton and Tom Brady were trying to um, were trying to end up with the Dolphins. I'm also seeing this put out on a day when, as one source put it, freshly suspended Dolphins owner Steve Ross is going ape blank. Ross issued a statement that contains more than a whiff of the same statements from a bull. <laughs> um, what about TB12? He shouldn't have taken those calls. Kevin Brachter is right. Hey, Brady was taking the calls. What about that? Hmm. So the Dolphins tampered Tom Brady was a Patriot, and again last season. Serious hammer drop by the NFL. Investigators found tampering violations unprecedented scope. Dolphins had impermissible communication with Brady. 2019 and 20, when he was still under the contract for the Patriots. Communication began as early as August and continued through the season and postseason. 
numerous discussions conducted by limited partner Bruce Beal, who's very tight with both Brady and Sean Payton. Hmm. Someone else put that Belichick purposely texted Brian Flores, then blowing up the whole thing that led to the investigation. So I don't know what to make of that. I don't know that that he's playing um he's playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. California Governor Newsom declares monkeypox state of emergency, but allowed the gay leather kink festival to go ahead. San Francisco Gay Festival went on amid monkeypox spread in California. Um, that is um, that is problematic. I want to hear. Um, Michael McFall was on with um, Andrea Mitchell of NBC News. Can you hear this? Uh, Could just check. There you are. If you can check your mute. <laughs> <laughs> he is muted. I don't think. <laughs> ah, too funny. Um. He, he was muted. How much longer is that going to go on? By the way, Pelosi is in Taiwan. Boy, she is fearless. Absolutely fearless. Michael Bennett, uh, Speaker Pelosi, arrived in Taiwan. Highest level visit to the island in 25 years. And a prompt response from China. Well, nothing yet. That's interesting, though, about Brady. How come Miami Dolphin owner Stephen Ross suspended? Yeah, how come Brady's walking out? Scott Free seems to be. No punishment. He was taking the calls while he was with the Patriots. That is definitely big news. Wow. While a member of the Patriots. As people thought, he's coming back. They're going to pay him what they owe him. He's coming back. And um, and that was, I, I, you just knew he was leaving. But it, it looks like he was going to the Dolphins. He was trying to go to the Dolphins. He was trying to go to the Dolphins with Sean Payton, who was then going to be the coach. <laughs> That's funny what I was just playing. Someone had put great foreign policy, and it was it was uh, Michael McFall muted. So I just found that funny. And then he retweeted it. Now, that's a good sense of humor. That is a very good sense of humor. How about these people that are still over in Russia trying to think they're going to get a fair trial? They're not getting a fair trial. Pelosi creates international standoff with Taiwan arrival. Hey. Um, good for her. I don't have a problem with it. I do not. I don't have a problem with it. You know what is interesting, folks, at 137? Is this whether or not... 
AOC is at some point then going to run against Chuck Schumer for Senate. That'd be great. She is a force. She is definitely a force. She's got it. She can rally people. That would be what a campaign that would be. Wow. Um, that would be a tremendous race. Arizona is the state to watch today. Arizona is definitely the state to watch today because of the primary. I want to see who comes out. I don't know who's going to win that. Also, uh, Missouri has a primary today. And President Trump said, I'm endorsing Eric. And there's two people running in the primary named Eric. <laughs> First name Eric. Eric Greitens is one of them. But Pelosi going, she is in Taiwan. That is such a big story. She did not back down. She followed through. I have to admire that a little bit. A little bit. Um, here's some, the whole thing with the drone strike. You know, that is impressive we can do that now. Let me just hear this Jake Sullivan yeah, describing what happened. Let's talk about the operation against all here. A long hunt over 20 years. Uh, but what difference will it make right now? And are you worried about possible retaliation? So first, um, Ayman al-Zawahiri was the emir, the leader of al-Qaeda, for more than a decade after the death of bin Laden. He was the man who was the most inspirational figure, uh, the strategic leader, someone who sent guidance regularly to affiliates around the world, someone who sent out messages inspiring his followers to attack and kill Americans and harm the United States, someone who tried to hold together a global network of terrorists that could continue to threaten both America and Americans. And taking him out has undoubtedly made the United States safer. It's also done one other thing, George. It has proven the president right when he said one year ago that we did not need to keep thousands of American troops in Afghanistan fighting and dying in a 20-year war to be able to hold terrorists at risk and to defeat threats to the United States. He proved that with the order of this decisive strike over the weekend. And again, Americans are safer for that. I like the, the fact that we have the ability to do these uh, drone strikes. Definitely. I mean, that's certainly a step in the right direction. That is definitely a step in the right direction. Uh, folks, good afternoon. It's 1.40. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. It's Tuesday. It is August 2nd. And this portion of our program is brought to you by It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, Poppin and C. Marie, she's open today, vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like Isae, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas and spices and hemp and CBD products, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, it's my health, Poppin and C. Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Well, folks, good afternoon. It is Tuesday. It is August 2nd, and you're, it's 1.41 in the afternoon, and you're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. So uh, the big news of the day, judge orders uh, Nathan Carmen to remain held until trial. This story with Brady is going to rock it. 
Um, and Nancy Pelosi in Taiwan, that's that's big. But the the situation with um with Brady and the Dolphins, that is a huge, unprecedented tampering. I also want to play you had that restaurant, Channel Ten did a story, the restaurant that did the ridiculous meme on Anne Frank. And then I think the library near the restaurant in Tiverton held a forum last night. That's It's really pathetic. They had someone working there who was unaware who Ian Frank was and never heard of the Holocaust. Let me hear. This is the Channel 10 story on it. Anti-Semitic post was made by a local restaurant. The event designed to inform people about the Holocaust with words from those who lost their families. The night team's Cal Demousey was there and joins us live. Cal? Well, Patrice, good evening. It was a somber night here at the library as people shared harrowing stories of a dark time in our world's history. But for some, this was a chance to learn and to tell others of a way to move forward. When bad things happen, you can't be silent. Dozens of people gathering at the Tiverton Public Library Monday to hear stories of survival, a Holocaust educational program. We need to continue to educate in these teachable, non-threatening ways to support each other. The event was put together in the wake of a controversial social media post. A meme posted by the Atlantic Sports Bar and Restaurant a few weeks ago depicted Holocaust victim Anne Frank with the text, quote, It's hotter than an oven out there, and I should know. Unquote. You don't make fun of the Holocaust. You don't make fun of people burning in ovens. The post has since been removed and the restaurant has apologized. But the executive director of the Sandra Bornstein Holocaust Education Center says that's just the start. Although the effect of their words can't be taken away, they can make right by starting to educate themselves, educate their staff, and showing people that they're doing something about it. Guest speakers Lillian Birch and Alice Eichenbaum sharing stories of their family's Holocaust experiences. When they finally arrived at Auschwitz, they were sorted into two lines, the line to live and the line to die. My family was put in the line to die. Organizers and local oh leaders hoping goodness. their words resonated with the crowd. To be able to hear these women speak and for other people to look into their eyes and see what they went through, what their family members went through, I think that's unlike anything anyone could ever experience. I hope people left here with a better understanding of what the joking Ooh, about the Holocaust or the death of six million Jews is what kind of harm that causes and can spread to others. One voice becomes many voices. Now, this event was free and open to everyone, including restaurant management and employees. It's unclear if anybody showed up. NBC10 did reach out to the owner via the phone and on social media, but we have not heard back. Live in Tiverton, Cal Domowski, NBC10. I mean, that <laughs> restaurant, the locals are going to go. This is the summer they're never, they're, that they're never going to forget. It's interesting Cicilline showed up there. You know, folks, when I was in Good Afternoon at 145, you're listening to the John DePietro show. When I was uh, back in March in Eastern Europe, well, Poland, I mean, Poland, that's where all the concentration camps were, right? Treblinka, Auschwitz, they were all right there. I think 
uh, another part of the story that no one talks about is the fact that they have removed in certain uh, many of the schools. They no longer teach about the Holocaust because they have replaced those um, curriculum with uh, books about Black Lives Matter. No, no one mentions that, that it is certainly possible. It's hard to believe in this day and age, but, but there are people that, that literally don't know anything. Um, folks, good afternoon again at 146. The big story that I think will certainly continue to just get bigger is, um, is Tom Brady's involvement with this, uh, with the Dolphin. Whew, that is not a good look for number 12 in any way or shape. Um, somebody put Bill Belichick accidentally texting Brian Flores instead of Brian Dahlball. Partly led his division rival losing a first round pick. Chestnut checkers. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I, I don't know if he's that. Um, Demi Lovato admits she's no longer using they, them. Reverts back to she, her. <laughs> I don't know if that's allowed. Is that allowed? Um, I, I didn't think you were allowed to switch back. I thought that has to... I think that's, um, I thought you have to stay with whatever your latest pronoun is. Are you really allowed to switch back in that way? I'm not sure. I think it's also interesting, folks, that there's some members of the press kind of saying, hey, we got to start giving Biden some, some good press now. You can't just have everything, you can't have everything uh, negative towards him. Um, everything can't be negative towards Biden. China launching targeted military operations encircling Taiwan after Pelosi lands on island. Well, that's something to watch. That is definitely something to watch. Um, but this this um, this Brady story <laughs> not a good look for number 12. Let's get straight about that. Not good at all. Huge win for the U.S. Brett Baer praises Biden's Bin Laden moment and says he's had a good couple of weeks. So now people are going after Brett Baer. Mansion Fox News hosts get heated. Don't make this personal. Well, but when you ask a question of that nature... That, that, um, I, I, I don't know if she needed to say, like, don't make this personal. You were kind of giving a, a personal opinion. So, here it is. Him with, um, 
Harris Faulkner. Let me play this. This is um, Senator Joe Manchin on uh, Fox a short time ago. If you think I'm going to roll over, I've been at this for 40 years. I have never, ever, ever been pushed into doing something I didn't think was right for my state or my country. Let's talk taxes. Another criticism is that this will raise taxes. The White House Press Secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, said this when asked about Biden's position. Let's watch. He promised it wasn't going to make, it wasn't going to raise taxes on anybody making less than four hundred thousand dollars a year. But the Joint Committee on Taxation says that is not true. Well, that is incorrect. So the Joint Committee on Taxation, which you guys heralded as a, an effective body when you were selling that infrastructure package, is not to be trusted here. I said it is not correct because I will give you why it's not correct because it is incomplete. We got to know the bottom line on taxes. Let I me mean, tell you the bottom line on that, Harris. You want to know the bottom line? The Joint Committee on Taxation? That opinion was only written by my friends on the Republican side. It was not done by the whole Joint Committee. So that is unfair, too. So let's be accurate what we're doing here. The bottom line is how in the world can you be raising taxes when all we're saying is the wealthiest corporations in America? 55 of them pays zero to help this great country of ours, to defend ourselves. Well, how does this change that? Because it, that's, that's minimum, part of the corporate 15%. structuring. It's right? a minimum of 15%. The tax rate was at 35% before 2017. Right. Then it went to 21%. Mm -hmm. That was a tremendous savings. But that's not good enough, I guess. All we're saying is at 15% minimum, everyone in West Virginia I know, and most people around the country, pay a 21% corporate or greater. So why can't the greatest billion dollars of, of revenue a year, why can't they pay at least 15% for this great country? Are you trying to also say, because this is, this is the part that counts. I mean, people look at their corporations and they know they've got great tax accountants. Heck, they have complete departments trying to come up with ways to, to find loopholes and, and, and to hire people as well. I mean, let, let's not forget that, too. Um, but $400,000 was supposed to be the cutoff. And I'm reading, and I am reading, Senator, that it's below that Who's paying now. any taxes? Who's paying any taxes that doesn't have a corporation that has revenue of over a billion dollars a year? Not one person. Not one person, Harris. You're assuming because they'll pass that on. The companies are paying zero. No, no, no. I'm asking a different question than you're answering. I'm saying Americans, $400,000 and below now, are going to be taxed. Their That's taxes wrong. are going to go wrong. up. That's a lie. That is a pure, outright lie. So their taxes are not going to go up? Not at all. And you know one thing? How about the people that are going to be saving as far as on their Medicare, $288 billion who are paying okay. higher prices than they should? Aren't they, they didn't even assume that in the revaluation. They didn't talk about any of that. How so, about if gasoline prices go down because we're producing more oil to make more well, gasoline? Well, those are going to fluctuate. Already experts are saying we could go right back up before Labor Day, but I want to hit that. Now, so this is uh, Senator Joe Manchin. I, I like him. Um, I think it, that, that was quite the back and forth. I want to play where he start starts um let me let me hear this part john roberts um now that they're, they're talking about the interview i believe this uh lies in her hands here we that, go that tax and spend bill it is interesting uh isn't it john and we'll see where kristen cinema is on this a lot of the fate of this uh, lies in her hands 
I'm a little puzzled as to where Manchin is uh, these days. I mean, he said that this is absolutely an Inflation Reduction Act. Ken Wharton says, no, it's no. not, not even close. And then when he was asked whether he wants Democrats to win back control of Congress in November, he ducked that question and wouldn't say. That's really weird. And highly suspect. <laughs> it sounds like a suspicious John Roberts. It was uh, a fascinating interview with Harris. It really was. It was. Um, so we'll see. And, uh, she really clapped back at him, too, when he suggested uh, that she didn't want anything good to get done for this country. Yeah. So. Good on Harris. Hey, back to one of our top stories now. The U.S. taking it out. I don't know about clap back. She started saying, don't make this personal. Don't make this personal. I thought it was, um, you know, they both were standing up to each other. Let me hear this. Um, all you have to do is read the bill. Gotta stop paying down the debt. We gotta pay down three hundred million. Um, let me hear this again. This is making news. This Senator Joe Manchin. The facts you have are completely wrong. Very testy with. Uh, Harris Faulkner. I have it right here, folks. Again, good afternoon, folks. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Let me uh, be optimistic, be an American. Here we go. This is the part that is getting a lot of attention. That wasn't a dodgeball? That's not a dodgeball. Here we go. That wasn't dodgeball? That's not a dodgeball. I'm not getting involved in the political. This is not a political piece of legislation. This is an American legislation. We need energy. We need to pay down debt. We need to accelerate our, our permitting process so we can build things. And yeah, meet but the, the elections are going to need some help. You've got a president who's, I am not who's going to make a approval rating is like as low as Congress's. Well, I mean, no offense, but you know that when you, you get into the 30s, no one's that popular. Harris, and that's are you president. scared we're going to do something good to help our country? I'm, and of someone course might not. Take served. Are you kidding? Services well, in the Bible. Like That's what we do. We serve our fellow man and woman. Of That's course. exactly what I'm don't, doing. Don't, don't, exactly, don't make Harris. this personal because it's not. I'm simply asking that you've got a president who can't really help anybody on the campaign trail with the numbers he's rocking right now. Well, and so to have you, you say this. something like that, it doesn't sound supportive of your own party. And I'm asking you why. Let me just why. say this. I'm working with what I have here in the majority party that we have as a Democratic Party. I'm working with a president who's accepted the proposal I put forward and negotiated which is a balanced energy policy. That's wonderful for our country. I know people who don't like the president, don't like Democrats, might be upset. This is not about whether you like the president or whether you like Democrats. Do you like America? Do you want us to succeed as a country? Do you want to fight inflation? This bill does it. Real quickly, the president of the United States, do you want to see him run in 2024? I am not talking about 2022. I'm not talking about 2024. I'm talking about the American bill we have. The Inflation Reduction Act, which is a red, white, and blue bill. This is a great bill, and I wish well, my friends would look at it. When we get is. CBO scores and when we get the things like I didn't this. think it was that bad. I didn't think it was that bad. I know they're making a big deal of it. Folks, good afternoon. It is Juan. It's the John DePietro Show. Right now, it's 156 on this uh, Tuesday. Again, the big news is um, Speaker Pelosi in Taiwan. That exchange you just heard between Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Harris Faulkner is 
getting a lot of attention. Um, I, 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 um, I like the guy. I know he, he comes under some heat, but he, he, at the same time, people are, anyone that Bernie Sanders is attacking, I, I tend to defend and like. Joe Manchin seems like you need more people like him. He seems like a, a straight up guy, he doesn't kowtow or, or, or cave to anybody. This portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Folks, on this Tuesday, you could swing over there. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Delicious food and drink. Sit out on the deck. Sit in the lounge. I was on the deck not long ago having delicious clam cakes and chowder. They also have the outdoor air conditioning. They do a great job at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. And also, congratulations to Kay's big winners at Best of Rhode Island with Rhode Island Monthly. Very, very happy, not surprised. And a special hello to our uh, to all our friends at, at Kay's Restaurant, So, which is just legendary. Both of them are uh, legendary. And what I um, appreciate about both the Lodge and Kay's is when you visit there, they're just consistently very good. And the staff, the people that work there, it's they're consistent. They're terrific to deal with. It's good quality food. It's a great atmosphere. Both, both ways, you can't go wrong. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, and also at Kay's. Folks, we're coming up to... Um, 159. Again, at Sean DePetro, I will be doing Facebook Live a little bit later. I do want to um, uh, remind people that the big story is Nancy Pelosi, Speaker Pelosi, going to, she is in Taiwan. And there was a lot of talk of whether or not she would go, would go. But she, uh, and it's nighttime there. So she's staying over there. And then I think at some point tomorrow, we'll leave. And then the other big story is this, the Miami Dolphins are being disciplined after tampering with Tom Brady. So you're going to hear a lot about that coming up. It's Sean DePietro. Hey, enjoy this Tuesday. We're back on the radio tomorrow at 11. Uh, Stay tuned. You're going to hear the 2 o'clock news. I will be doing Facebook later. Remember, you can visit our website, dpetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Stand by for the 2 o'clock. WNRI, Winsocket.